there's like a grief avoiding culture in our society and grief is something that's really hard to talk about with people sometimes because sometimes you have no idea what to say you there's this awkwardness right especially if you haven't experienced grief there's this awkwardness in the air of like I don't really know what to say I don't want to say the wrong thing the right thing so I'm not gonna say anything at all I need to avoid it like let's not talk about it like oh like I'm so sorry like but how was this that and the third like how's everyone else like trying to just skating around like the elephant in the room my name is Leah Gracine and I am the host of side grace podcast this podcast was created to increase our insight, work on our mental health, as well as create a happy and satisfying life, whatever that may look like for each and every one of you. I release a new podcast episode every Wednesday at 6 a.m. So set your reminders, as well as follow me on my official Side Grace Instagram. So side underscore grace. That's where you can find additional information that follow and attach to the podcast episode of that week. As well as I am a clinical mental health counseling student at this moment in my master's degree. So everything that I share with all of you, the advice that I give is personally what has worked for me and the things that I have experienced. I'm not a professional yet. So if you need professional advice or you have any concerns, please contact a therapist, your doctor, because I am not a professional yet, but I do give some advice. So that being said, let's roll into the episode this week. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode today and let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back to my podcast, Side Grace. I'm your host, Aaliyah Gracine, and I hope you've had a really good week since the last time we spoke. This week is going to be, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> You think I would know how to describe this? It's my own podcast, but this week is a pretty monumental week and not in the best way. I will say that it's definitely like in a way that I wish I didn't have to call it monumentous and yeah, I don't. Mm. So let me just get to it. This week is the two-year anniversary of my older brother passing away. He passed away January 19th, 2021, a few days after my mother's 59th birthday or 58th, um, a few like couple weeks before his 31st birthday in a couple weeks after Christmas and New Year's so it's that month was just in itself a really hectic month and I know I've shared the story before about my brother in the past so this week's episode is a little bit more of just a discussion on grief itself because I myself I feel like I feel a lot of duality, like a lot of different things all at one time. Sometimes I don't feel anything. There is a lack of anything that I'm feeling. And I don't know how to feel about this. I think, you know, two years 
they always say a two-year mark for grief is, you know, on the harder end. The first year, obviously, is really still hard. But then the second year, it really starts to settle in. Like, okay, like, this person's really gone. Like, I am having to proceed life without my loved one. And so the second year of things just become really difficult. You know, it's like the second year of, you know, their passing, the second year of the missing birthdays, um, holidays, all these different things in life. And I think even just talking about it now, I'm sad. I'm like, it's sadness. Like, it's just extreme continuation of sadness. And I think that's the interesting thing about grief itself is that grief sucks if my podcast was not a clean podcast I probably wouldn't have used that word at all but it's not fun it's it's a club that you never want to be invited to but like you automatically are like in it you know you automatically get that invitation in the club and you just you never wanted to be there right it's it's a club you never wanted to be a part of and that's definitely how I feel this week is that it's a club that I never wanted to be a part of you know the flashbacks are really hitting hard for me this week um, but I've been navigating it with a lot of kindness and what I've really discovered in the past two years with grief is the sense of guilt I think there's a sense of guilt for me and a lot of other people who experience grief in a sense that like, okay, like I have to stop talking about this. I have to stop like putting meaning behind it. I have to like, you know, I have to kind of just like get over it because everyone's going to get tired of it or everyone's going to just be over it. Like they're going to be like, Leah, like you're singing the same tune. Like it's been two years and I know no one's saying that. But it's hard not to feel that way because you look at those who haven't experienced grief and there's almost this envy that you have where it's just like, oh my God, I wish I was you. Like, I wish I had the naive look on life again. I wish life was just like rainbows and sunshines and I didn't have to experience such a humongous loss in my life and I'm like I'm envious I'm jealous and I also look at the people who've been grieving for or have dealt with grief for a very long period of time or grief that maybe hasn't been that impactful and just like I'm still very envious of you in some type of way or you know they know people who have grieved or lost someone I don't know something about it and so for me, there's a sense of guilt or shame. Let me not say guilt. I'm going to say shame for this, actually. There's the shame that comes along with it because I'm just like, I should be over it, right? Like, everyone's over it. Like, not that everyone's over it, but I feel like everyone feels like I should be over it or, you know, I should be moving on. Like, they know it's there, but like, there's nothing else you can do. So there's just a lot of underlying shame with it. And with that shame, I feel like it stops me in my tracks of like expressing how I feel and being vulnerable 
with the people in my life because again there is a shame of like okay like no one wants to hear about this anymore like it's really sad it's really depressing you're saying the same things over and over again like when are you going to get over it those are the internal thoughts that I have and so I never want to be that for someone however like I find myself in a way kind of just like putting up a barrier now where I'm kind of internalizing this grief and I even noticed that you know I I tiptoe around the conversation with my dad now because I love my dad he supports me a hundred percent but even then like I know he has his own layer of grief that he has to deal with as a father when it came to losing my brother and like all the things he had to do and like I don't want to put my stuff on him I know I'm his child I know like it's not a burden but there's something about it there's a shame and in the beginning when someone goes through grief when someone loses someone when they go through bereavement you oftentimes hear the things like only time will make it better or you know at least it was like this like you know or death is awaiting us all like, thank you. I know that. But, you know, you kind of just have to, that perception of like, you know, accept death, accept all that stuff, move on. You're going to have to live your life. Like, your brother wouldn't want you living like this. He wants you to be like carefree, spirited. Like, you got to move on. Like, you got to like start adjusting to life. For the most part, I have. But all of those things that you hear in the grief culture environment of like, you know, at least they were this age when it happened or you know at least they were asleep when they passed or you know everyone's gonna face the inevitable death um you know only time will take it away like it'll get better no i'm so sorry like all these things like but i just feel like without like those all of those and you put them together it makes me come to this conclusion that grief in our society tends to be a avoided culture. So there's like a grief avoiding culture in our society. And grief is something that's really hard to talk about with people sometimes because sometimes you have no idea what to say. You There's this awkwardness right especially if you haven't experienced grief there's this awkwardness in the air of like I don't really know what to say I don't want to say the wrong thing the right thing so I'm not gonna say anything at all I need to avoid it like let's not talk about it like oh like I'm so sorry like but how was this that and the third like how's everyone else like trying to just skating around like the elephant in the room and unfortunately unfortunately with that like that agree the grief avoidant culture that we live in today does a lot of damage for those who are grieving who's experienced grief because I just don't think grief is talked about enough one of the things I actually did earlier this year um, with my supervisor for my internship and my boyfriend he helped edit the paper that I wrote it was on grief and how grief and complicated grief really impacts um, you know a person and also contributes to an increased likelihood of substance use disorder 
And one of the things that I really found there in the research that I did is that grief is just not talked about a lot in society, in this society. There is a lot of kind of like, let's, you know, get through it. Let's do it really fast. Where other cultures, it's a lot longer, right? Like it's a longer process. Um, it like in America where I am, like, you know, from when a person dies to like when they're buried, it's like a week in other cultures. It's like months, it's weeks, it's months before they actually do the burial process. And it actually gives a lot of people time to like process what has happened where like here it feels almost like really traumatizing because it's like, Oh my gosh, like I am in the midst of my grief. I am like in it. I'm in that shock period. And now you're asking me to do all of these things afterwards. And it's just something about it is just very avoidant, right? Like it's like, okay, let's just get the process going. So like we can just get it done and like move on. Like this is a process for people to move on. And like, that does not help. And it leaves grievers. Is that a word? It leaves those who are grieving almost like in a space of their own where like they feel super alone because in society it's really difficult to find people who are willing to talk to you about what you're experiencing, what your thoughts are and all those things. And so I definitely believe that we live in a grief avoidant, um, avoidant culture like that's definitely dominant here. And so, yeah, it's definitely a club you never wanted to be a part of, right? It's not a club that you wanted to pick. Like I said earlier, right? It's an avoidant culture, but unfortunately, so many people experience it and they're put in a club that they never wanted to be in the first place. And that sucks because a lot of people experience this on a daily basis. So finding people in places where we can go to is what's really important. Finding people who understand, right? Groups of support, bereavement support groups, people that understand what it feels like, because again, it's a club that I did not sign up for, but automatically I have a membership. And so using those tools and finding the people that can understand us is really, really, really important. And then, so that's our... I guess this podcast is really talking about the things that I've learned throughout the two years. The things I've really learned over the two years, right, was that like grief is an avoidant culture in our society and that it's really a club that you never wanted to be a part of, but again, you got signed up for it. But something else I really learned when it came to the past two years is that with time, the grief becomes unbearable and bearable at the same time. And there's that duality part that I mentioned before is that it feels unbearable. There are days where it feels like, what's the point? Like, it's so crushing. Like, it's absolutely like a crushing feeling because there is all of a sudden this moment when you realize like, I've lost like this person in my life and I cannot see them. But all these memories are here and my brain is holding on to like this person, but I can't see them. I can't talk to them. And there's just like understanding of like finality with it all, right? So understanding that like, okay, this person was once alive and now they're not alive. And like, I can't change those things. And so 
that part becomes so unbearable, like to the point where it feels like I can't even, I can't even articulate the definition of grief. I cannot articulate the actual experience that bereavement brings, but then it becomes bearable too. So there's days where like, I feel my symptoms of grief, but it's bearable, right? There are kind of like, it's mild, it's not too bad, but then there's days when it's unbearable. And unfortunately, I sometimes don't get to pick those days. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I really wallow. Sometimes I feel really good, but sometimes those days just come out of nowhere. And I didn't get to say, I didn't get to pick. And you would think in two years, like you can keep them at a bearable, like kind of limit. No, <laughs> I've learned that. No. And now every person that I interact with that has grief in their life, that has lost someone, I have such a new set of lens because before I lost someone, you know, there was this perception of like, oh, it's been a while. Like, you know, how are we transitioning back into normal life? But now since losing someone that I loved, oh my goodness, I look at every person that has ever lost someone and there is this deep understanding, this mutuality, this internal mutuality where I understand that that grief could be still as fresh. Everything could still be as fresh tomorrow for them understanding that they their life has been altered completely possibly right and looking at them at a new lens and understanding the magnitude of losing someone and how that shifts our life and our life plans and kind of meeting them with kindness and understanding where they're coming from and it makes me think of again even just the people in my brother's life because all of us have different like grief we're grieving them in very different ways and there's a different person that we're grieving in the same person so I'm grieving a brother my parents are grieving a child my nephews are grieving their dad his friends are grieving a friend they lost you know his girlfriend is grieving a boyfriend she lost cousins are grieving their cousin aunts and uncles are grieving their nephew grandparents are grieving their grandchild and there's different types of relationships and they're all grieving in their own way and understanding that we're all grieving the same person and it's, so it's the same person but it's all different types of relationships that we have with that person and i just I think the magical thing that's came with this again is just the ability now to look at people and really listen to their story when it comes to losing someone because it looks very different right for example I can really only speak on the point of losing a sibling there's that common definition of siblings who grieve and it's like the forgotten or the un um, the unseen griever or the forgotten griever which is the sibling sometimes and that's really really hard but I can only speak from my own place in losing someone 
um, in my role. So I think that every single day is very different. There are days where it's unbearable and there's there's days where it's bearable. But just because I'm feeling better doesn't mean I have I haven't lost my loved one, right? So something that I've really been working on and learning throughout this time is that there are days that I feel really, really good. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't think of my brother. Every single day, there is multiple times of the day or maybe there is a specific time of the day where my brother comes into my head. That will probably never go away. I will live with that forever. But there are days when I have really, really good days. I'm feeling better. I'm thinking, you know, I can do this. But that doesn't mean I still haven't lost my loved one. So what you may see on social media, what you may see on, you know, TikTok, Instagram, here on SciGrace, just because I sound like I'm doing great or I look like I'm doing great, all these things does not mean I still haven't lost someone who's really important to me. And sometimes with the feeling of feeling better or feeling really good, there's a, again, there's a little bit of guilt that I get because a part of me is just like, oh my gosh, like, am I forgetting my brother? Like how terrible of a sister that I am that I'm living life. I'm doing all these things. I'm making all these memories. I'm accomplishing all these things. And like, my brother is not here. He's not here to no longer like do those things, or he's no longer here to see me do those things or see his children, right? Do these monumental things or be with his parents. He's not here to do any of that. And so when I'm experiencing really great things in life or like new things, there is again that duality of, but my brother's not here. So every time you see me having a really great time or like I look really happy, there is a moment in time where my head goes to, but my brother's not here. Right? So I just think that I love talking about this. It's never a burden to talk about grief. A part of me is so, again, still so heartbroken. Still, it still hurts. It will probably forever hurt. And that's me being realistic about it, right? I can't just be like, yeah, like one day I'll feel like fantastic and it'll go away. A part of me my first best friend, my like supporter, like literally like a twin is gone. And seeing all these other siblings interact with each other, especially seeing like older brother and younger sister like duos, it's hard. It's definitely really difficult. But one thing that I've gotten from grief something I said earlier is that now I really truly understand I I really wish like I really wish I didn't have to understand like I wish I never like I wish I can live that naive life I I wish I really really truly do but because now that I have this experience like I again there is just so like I am able to listen to people who have lost someone and I I get it 
and it's heartbreaking all over again but I absolutely get where they are coming from and it makes me think of you know makes me think of working in the internship field that I am which is the drug and alcohol treatment center and oftentimes you'll hear people in treatment say like if you haven't used like if you haven't picked up and you're trying to help me you don't get it and I've always been like against that I understand I completely understand there is a level that I may never understand for those who have used but I'm willing to listen I'm willing to help I'm willing to understand any way that I can I will never judge you and I will sit here all day and have that conversation with you until I get it and then we can work together because I want to help and I think the same thing can be said with grief right this same thing could be said with everything in life right someone who is married I may never understand what it is to be married until I get married someone who has children I may never understand what it is like to be a parent without having been like been a parent um, you can really fit that into every aspect of life but I think what's really important is that like you may you don't have to be in a situation right you you don't have to lose someone to get it as long as you are able to be non-judgmental non-avoidant intentional with that person who has lost a loved one that makes so much of a difference that makes so much of a change in the grief avoidant culture that we're in it makes so much of a difference just doing those things because when a friend does reach out to me or a family member reach out to me and they specifically like even just address it so we're not dancing around it but when they address the elephant in the roof the room my grief I feel seen and heard and understood rather than dancing around it because no one wants to dance around it you can bring it up to me a lot of people who grieve you can say like how have you been since you've lost so and so again always asking someone but again I think for me that's my biggest lesson that I've taken and also I've taken that like life is really really precious um something to really cherish and doing the things that you want to do which is something my brother always wanted to do but he just didn't have quite the chance to do for many different reasons and many different factors so on that note i'm hoping that all of you got something out of this podcast episode i know it's a little bit more of a lower mood i guess if that's how you want to describe it episode but it's something that's really important to me because i want to make sure in a way i can honor my brother in any way that i can and so this is my way of doing so so to my brother i absolutely love you to all of my listeners and to my followers thank you so much i'm so grateful And if you know a friend or a family member who this can help, 
share it with them. I want to thank you all again so much, and I can't wait for you to hear the episode next week.